0: This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy.
1: Episode one hundred and eighteen, along with Jeremy Roenick here with the boys, and uh, amazing. The first topic of conversation is about basketball.
2: What's, yeah, what's? Hey, we we can only go for an hour. I got a golf mound. I got a golf match. I got to get out of here. So
1: Well, good, because we can only go 45 minutes. So we'll let you go when we're ready.
2: All right, perfect.
1: Who are you golfing with today?
2: Uh, I am playing with uh, Patrick Sharp, my buddy Sharpie, playing with um, one of his buddies. uh, I think his name is John Chesterfield. And um, (laughs) what's the other guy's name?
1: You're such a dick, man. Oh whatever, John. Well, is that great, is that a money hey, game? By the way,
2: by, by the way, I think John John might be bringing his girlfriend, but I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> I hear you. I don't mind.
2: I, I don't mind playing with him. I don't mind playing with her.
0: Is that a money game, Jr.?
2: Yeah, big money game.
0: How's uh, money how's game. Uh, Sharpie's game?
2: I don't know. I gotta find out. I hear John Chesterfield's fucking good, though, man.
0: You. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only name I could come up with trying to uh, get my <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> so, hey. like listen, let's 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 hit it right off the hop. We Jeff talked, about, hey, we talked hey, about Jr. Jr. Not John Smith.
1: Not John, whatever. John Chesterfield. <laughs> so you know, know what I did, said, JR? I, I even g- said Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken.
2: Uh, yeah, somebody.
1: Yeah, like so you know what I did yesterday? He's like, "You think anyone gives a shit about John Chesterfield?" So, like, nobody who's even knows who John, John- I went and looked him up and there's like 7 of them on the internet. Like, and they all oh, one of them's from is Massachusetts,
0: so, so it's possible you could be golfing with him. That's well, so funny. You got so what funny. I was saying. Who's just who's John uh, Chesterfield? Exactly. Hey, listen,
2: you did, you got it right off the, right off the, It sounds like a like a mate like a made-up TV act, actor's name.
0: That's right. So what'd what do you think of What's
2: the what's the movie what's the movie um I think it's um I think it's Mr Deeds.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: she, yes, yeah, she's from uh Westerton
1: um, field Westchestertonfieldville yeah. West Iowa. Yeah, West Field and you know when i fell and broke my arm and uh, dr pepper helped me
2: and we had a tire and we had a tire swing in front of the house
1: remember when he takes her to the house and remember when she takes her to the house and i think like those people had lived there the entire time or something yeah they're like well we built this house yeah we built uh oh. we built this home 10 years ago
0: <laughs> sorry riv see where we go it's almost like you phoned Jr. before this show, and you're looking to uh, attack me right away, right off the hop.
1: But that's okay.
2: Is that is that a guess or is is that a guess?
1: Do you think I called Jr. before the show? When have I
0: ever called Jr. before the show? Well, today I think you did because uh, Jr. is coming out swinging. <laughs> that's okay. I like aggressive oh, Jr. Nothing gets
2: by you, Rim. Nothing gets by you. Oh at you. about
1: at about nine fifty six I called JR and said, Hey, you gotta tell Riv that you're golfing with John Chester or John Chesterfield just to see if he'll even remember saying it yesterday.
2: And I was like, Who the fuck is John Chesterfield?
1: <laughs> I was like, Exactly, exactly. So anyway, go oh, ahead, Riv. Is. How did John Chesterfield come up yesterday?
0: No, we're, well, listen, I mean, everybody knows uh what happened uh with you know basically the face of of the national hockey league is uh you know i mean it's every second tweet that we saw yesterday was about connor mcdavid and um you know this uh lady friend that he was out in the late hours of the night and um you know listen i mean we're all we're all speculating here that uh you know he's cheating on his, his, his girlfriend, uh, or, or whatever. And, you know, we don't know anything that's going on in this guy's life. Maybe he's not with that girl anymore. We don't know anything. So we're all, all we're doing is basically speculating, but, and, you know, my thought is there's no way that he could be with his, his, his girlfriend, his old girlfriend. And the reason why is Connor McDavid was walking hand in hand with this girl down the middle of the street. He know there's tons and tons of people around. He cannot be. He cannot be that stupid to make that decision. Yeah, no, no. There's, so no, I just no question about it. No question. You know, I didn't, after, even,
2: know, I didn't even know he even had a, a, an original girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Like he's, he's been with a girl for, for quite some time now. Um. And listen, I mean, it's not that I, didn't you know, I don't even want to spend any more time on it because it's none of our friggin' business. What Connor McDavid does in his friggin' off time, I don't give a shit what he does. But it is big news. We do have to talk about it. I mean. Twitter people are uh you know the haters are out there basically you know calling them a cheat and this that and the other meanwhile we don't know what's going on in nobody his nobody knows nobody so knows just you know. leave it alone and, and let the guy do what he has to but do is, it has it's but not hurting attorney? me it's not hurting you and it's not hurting anyone else so move on but with your life kind of, folks
2: but it's kind of funny too cuz like I said I didn't even know he had an original girlfriend because he never seems to be out in public he doesn't seem to be that sort of person that is in the limelight that goes out and is seen on social media, or at least puts his, his personal life on social media, AKA like Sidney Crosby. I didn't even know whether Sidney Crosby has ever had a girlfriend and I've, he's been in the league for how long, 17 years, never seen Sidney Crosby with a girl. Same with the girl, like with Ronaldo. You never see Ronaldo. He's got kids, but he's got baby mamas, but you don't know who they are. All these big superstars, you just don't know, and they they just they stay quiet. So let
0: themselves. me ask you a question then, Jr. Like, did did let's just say let's just say I don't even know how to say this. I will say like it. the fa- the face of the yeah. franchise, the face yeah. of the of the National Hockey League, and Sidney Crosby for the pa- for ten years. You never saw him out. You yeah. never saw him in any controversy whatsoever. Is that the way that you should be living your life? Like living in a hole? Because I'm sure Sidney Crosby basically damn near lives in a hole because he doesn't want to be out. He doesn't want to be seen. He wants a private life. Did Connor McDavid make a mistake? No. Okay. I
2: don't think so. I don't think whatsoever. He's, he's a, he's a a young superstar. He's got to live his life. And by the way, if you're a superstar, live a superstar life take the take the fruits of a superstar and one of those things is relationships he's not married he's not married
1: yep if so, anything to me listen take the uh you know i i mean like they're 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 in their 20s like i mean whatever but to me that humanized him for me I'm sorry. I mean, it's a good point. It's moral a good point. compass off or not. But for me, I mean, I, I feel like seeing Conor McDavid, you know, walking hand in hand with a girl, I mean, it's like it humanized him for me. I was like, yeah, you know what? I can relate to that. You know what I mean? It's like I can't relate to being a, a silent superstar. But, I mean, it just made Connor McDavid, to me, look normal. Normal, and I, I so he did, he
2: did. He did look. He did. He did look very normal in that video, walking down the street in that ratty old white normal. T-shirt, and his hair is all that
0: stuff. He's a skinny like, little runt of a guy, you know. And you know what? He's listen. He's, really, he's, he's not, not. He's not, he's, not he's, he's winning. That, uh, you know, modeling. He's not that, uh, like, he's not the, he's not that good
2: looking. I just said he's not that good looking of a guy, right? He's got his beard scruff all over the place. he's his he yeah. hair's all over the place. I mean, it's not like he stays least groomed on the on the top side he you know, is no f- different from here up but he's the guy me- but it doesn't matter the guy is a fucking superstar mega superstar like let him live his life the way he wants to do it he's yep. that's he he works his ass off i mean i was listening to the gary roberts tell me the day in the life of of a conor mcdavid and i got i got tired just listening to him you know this guy while everybody else is out partying doing the shit conor mcdavid is renting ice by himself and shooting pucks and, and stick handling and doing drills, you know. So let the kid do what he wants to do. That he deserves every single bit of it.
1: I'm sorry, that's not a life. Being a superstar athlete and being in hiding is not a life. And you know who what put that on display for me was uh, the last dance when Michael Jordan's lying in his hotel room and he's like, This is the only kind of peace and quiet I have. This is where no one can get a hold of me. He's sitting there, he's got his jug of orange juice and a cigar and he's lying okay. on the sofa and he's like to me that i'm i'm confined to this room because the minute i leave i is have no it is, freedom
2: it is what yeah. it is well it you is know what, what listen is. i mean you,
1: know, you, you want one, to be
2: the best at you want to be the best at what your at your craft you work as hard as you can to be the best at your craft when you are the best at your craft that's how your life is going to be and did, did you did you, did you ever that. hit
1: that point like when you were at the peak the the absolute prime of your career did you ever hit a point I mean, where you could you couldn't go anywhere no
2: no i mean yeah I, well still if i'm up in canada like when i was up in calgary a couple of weeks ago i was walking i was walking to uh to the um to meet chad kroger at a bar after the after the game and i had my head down i had a hat on and people were recognizing me just walking past me the I'm like holy shit
1: yeah. the chad kroger
2: yeah yeah fucking nickelback chad kroger Nickelback Chad yeah. We went to a bowling, we I went just, to a I alley. I just
1: I just got wood.
2: Yeah, we went to a bowling alley and bowl after would. the after the Calgary game. After the Calgary Edmonton game. But you know what was really cool is like all the Calgary Flames had their jerseys on and the, and all the Edmonton fans had their jerseys on. They were actually high fiving each other in in the street, which was amazing. But but I was walking down the street and literally 40 people recognized me on my walk to the bowling alley. It was like, it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm t- 13 years retired and these Canadians still know where I am, but I loved it. It's great that I stopped, took pictures, chatted with them. It was awesome. It was great.
0: It has uh, affected people though, in different ways. Like I, you know, being in Montreal, I just remember, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to be Saku Koivu. Because Saku was the biggest star in any city. In like Saku Koivu in Montreal was bigger in his city than any player in the National Hockey League.
2: Really? Bigger than Wendell Wendell Clark in in Toronto? I don't believe it. 100,000%. Not a chance. Yes. Not. They are shits he
0: away. was literally like hockey he was a hockey god and he couldn't go anywhere he could not go anywhere and it got worse and worse and worse as his time went on in montreal and what happened was mentally psychologically he started to as the year go on and people were taking away his Um, social life, social uh, ability to be social and go out without it wasn't even going to ask for like it was extreme. It was extreme. At no time did he have an opportunity to breathe in in the general public. He whether he was walking down the street or restaurants or
2: why why was why was that because he wasn't the best. Canadian of all time. He wasn't the best, maybe the best Canadian at the time. But like he didn't Well, he that wasn't. he was
0: at that time in that 10-12 year period, he was the captain, the face of the team and he was he was very good. Um and you know, in Montreal, I mean, they they it's next level. I mean, it's next level. Like Montreal fans are are different than most most um you know, cities, fan bases in in all over North America. I mean, it's just they're different.
1: Why did you say Wendell Clark, JR, in Toronto, of all the stars that have played there?
2: Because Wendell Clark, um, because I mean, I've been to Toronto so many times as you guys have and I know Wendell and I've been out with Wendell and I know his reputation around that city, especially when you talk to a lot of the alumni, you see how Wendell is, is viewed in, in Toronto still today. He is, I would have to say that Wendell, through all the players that have played for Toronto in the history, that he is the most popular because of the way he played. Um, he still today is.
0: Where does Dougie Gilmore fit in that? He's top, top, top three, top four, no question. <laughs> And he, I'll give you, I'll give you a good
1: and Domi right there too.
2: Sandine, yeah. Domi, Borea, Salming. Those guys are, are right there. Those are like the top guys, right? The the guys that, that are literally the faces of, of Trump. But nobody bigger than Wendell Park. Nobody.
0: Yeah. Wow. Sick. Well, I, remember, I remember when Doug Gilmore came to the Montreal Canadiens. I got to play with him at the end of his uh, career there. I remember... After one of our games, this is very, very, very early on in, in the year. Um, I told Dougie uh, where we we're going to go. We we're going to go down to St. Laurent, which, uh, you know, it's a it's, uh, bar. It, it's more restaurants that turn into the bars after, right? Very, very hot spot in, in, in Montreal, Montreal. And I told Dougie, I said, hey, we're going to go here. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on my own. And I, you know, I just pulled him aside, you know, I was talking with him. I I said, what's, what's going on? What are you thinking? Where, where are you going to go? And I'm going to go to this small little place. You know, he's like, I can't, I can't go out. He's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to go to those places. I go to those places. I'm going to spend my entire night signing autographs, having, having to talk to fans that are, Mm -hmm. you know, that are all wasted and they're all excited and this and that. And that's what he He just doesn't, he's like, I want to deflate. So I've got, I've got a place that I go to. And I told him, I said, uh, I said, well, listen, screw it. I'm going with you. I'm going with you. So I grabbed my wife, uh, Krista, and, and uh, we were meeting Doug and his wife at the time, Amy, and uh, he gave me the address and gave me the, the, the name of the place. So Krista and I we're driving to this place and it was in the exact opposite direction of where, you know, the hot spots were. Okay. And we're driving into area where I'm like thinking to myself, I think Doug, this,
2: is, this, is, this, is, this isn't the Doug Gilmore
0: rookie party. Is it this? No. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's twisted. There's, there's no question about it, but we ended up finding this place and I pull up and we're looking because we have the name of this bar and i'm looking and you can't see the name of it because the, the lights are flickering on and off on the um things that's lighting up the bar so i get out park the car we go in and i'm thinking to myself there is absolutely
2: by the no- way by the way by the way we those are called lights
0: what did i just say
2: you just said those things that were lighting up
0: the bar yeah like no the the um what are those signs that uh, they're all the neon, signs, the the neon, neon signs? The Neon signs. There you go. Thanks. Thanks for helping me out, Jared. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, but I walk into this place. And you, there was no windows looking out. Okay. There was no windows. They were kind of like boarded up sort of thing. I'm thinking myself this, the, <laughs> Doug, you fucking asshole. Like he fricking pranked me and he got me good. Right. So now I walk into this place Right away when I walk in and I open the door, there's a there's basically like a guy passed out. I see his back. Okay. And he is just passed out head down on the bar. It's the only person in the entire place. I'm no looking way. around. There's the bar in the middle, like you know, the you know the show Cheers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, a, there's the bar in the middle that has all the drinks and everything in the middle of it, but on one side, there's booths. And on the other side, there's boost. And I walk in, and there's a guy on the bar, head down, no one else in there. And I'm thinking to myself, just the bar, the bartender. I'm like, what the hell is going on? All of a sudden, I see Dougie pop up in the back, and he's like, hey, Rez, Rez, we're back here. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's nobody in this place. It's Saturday night. Jesus Christ. It is Saturday night in Montreal. There's nobody in this place except for Dougie and his wife, the bartender. And the guy passed out in the bar and I sit down, I sit down in this disgusting booth and I'm sitting there looking at Dougie. I'm like, what in God's name are we doing sitting here? What, what are we doing here? He goes, this is, this is what I love because this is what I love. I can have my beers. I can sit back. I can just talk. No, one's going to bother me. And you know this is this is the atmosphere I want I'm just looking at him like this is Jeez. this is horse shit you know you this guys is-
2: you guys better have a lot to talk about man that's gonna be one long fucking
0: right? but listen I mean he's he is a super interesting he's dude awesome. I loved him awesome. I thought he was he's just he's different awesome. you know he, he was yeah. a big big he was a big name in the league for a long time and he yep. just wanted peace and quiet. He He's probably already done all the tours of being in Toronto and Chicago and all that kind of stuff. And he's just at the point in his career where he just wants quiet. You know, he doesn't yeah. want to be bothered. And okay. I get it. I get it. So. Great. I love it. Yeah. That's a great story. I've heard that story I before.
1: That's, that's, I, w- I love it. I could go on. I want to go on about Chad Kroger. I mean, that that should be the show, but I'm not going to do that to everybody. I, I'm a big Nickelback fan. I hung out with him one Dude. night, AJR. Me too. So, He's awesome. I mean, I'm going to send you a picture of the guitar he gave me and signed it for me, and I want you to send it to him and ask him if he remembers the night in Buffalo because okay. he, he signed it to me, and oh, I got it framed. It's downstairs, and I I just think he is... As far as rock stars go now, I don't know if it's because I was a hockey player and he loves hockey or if he's just that down to earth. But as far as like uh, rock stars go, I mean, I've met a few rock stars like like legends and Chad Kroger to me is
2: he's as normal
1: as the most normal down to earth. I have a buddy of mine. His name's Mike. Actually, Mike came up with the name of this show. He's like, you guys should have a show called After the Whistle. But his brother was snowmobiling in Sudbury, Ontario, North Bay, actually. And they were up in like the back, it was North Bay in the back, uh, woods of North Bay. And they end up at some pool hall. It's amazing that you said you guys went to a bowling alley and he ends up at some pool hall and they're all in their snowmobiling outfits. And there's three people in the bar. And one of them was fucking Chad Kroger. And he's, he's there playing pool, drinking and snowmobiling in North Bay, Ontario. Yeah. This is like 15 15 cash. I will find out if it was the portage, uh, because, yeah, But you know
2: what, you know what he is. He's like, and, and literally at the bar, at the, at the bowling alley, every single person was coming up to him. He took a picture with everyone. He talked with everyone. Couldn't have been, couldn't have been more gracious with his time, you know, having fun with us bowling. And obviously the bowling alley knew he was there. They played every single nickel, nickelback song on the radio. <laughs> so, so I was singing all of his songs. He goes, Jesus Christ, JR, you know all my songs. I'm like, fuck yeah, because you're the best, man. Like, he's, like, he's like, dude, you're unbelievable. And he's just, he's just down to earth. He's a good guy. And you know what? He's, he's in a good place. He's in a real good place right now. He's, he's watching his health. He's making sure he's taking care of himself. He's not Super losing.
1: normal guy. I saw he their concert. Him. I saw their concert in Toronto in 2017 or 18, and he had just had his vocal cords redone. Because he blew out his Mm. he blew out his vocal cords and he told the story on stage. And I'm gonna tell you something. Everyone can mock Nickelback because they're afraid to admit that they like Nickelback, but you have not seen a concert until you've gone to a Nickelback show. They are unbelievable when it comes to a live performance. I've seen them four times. I've never seen a bad show.
0: If they came back and sang their old like just did a concert of their old songs. What's awesome. well, what they do?
1: Go awesome. look at their pl- go look at their playlist. They're, it's all their hits. Anything? The best, they- the
2: best song. The best song is "Burn It Down." When and and you got to see it because in person when they go,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: and the fire
1: flies up. We're going you. out tonight. Like Had nice, to kick nice. out every light. Yes, Drink anything we want. Hey. Drink everything hey. inside. Hey. We're going hey. till the world hey. stops turning. Hey. Well, we burn it to the ground. And hey. They yeah, got the pyrotechnics. Awesome. They got fucking yeah. fireworks going. Hey. It is like hey. everyone's going, hey. Hey, it oh, is. The it fires is, flying. Oh, oh awesome. it's the best. They're I best. like your pants around your feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, so I could go on and on. Um. So anyway, let's go on and on. Let's talk some hockey here. There's a trend going into the Stanley Cup Final. Can anyone anyone tell me what it is? A trend, like what, there's like, a trend since the salary cap era has started. There is a trend when it comes to winning the stanley cup and salaries what is it i know what i want to know jr is if you're at the at the negotiating table with the general manager and you're you're coming off a 105 or 107 point season back to back by the way and you say i want 11 million and the general manager turns to you and he says well, i have a fact for you and maybe this matters and maybe it doesn't no team has ever won a Stanley cup in the salary cap era, making 10 plus million dollars a year. Are you, t- are you saying, I don't give a shit. Give me 11. Or are you going to say, I want 9.9?
2: Well, what, what was Ovetskin making when he won? Nine, five, he was
1: making nine, five.
2: He was not making over 10 when they won the cup cap three, hit,
1: cap hit, not cash cap hit. Oh, cap hit. Yeah. No $10 million salary cap hit has won a Stanley cup. It's interesting, isn't it?
2: Well, I can see that because it's the Stanley cup that gets people the big, that those big contracts, right. For the superstars. Um, I mean, we might, no, we might, we'll we'll definitely see that again. Um, no, no, fuck it. You get your money. It's just, it's, it's, it's a bullshit. It's a, it's a bullshit, just, you know, it's, it's a um, coincidence fucking stat. It's
1: a coincidence stat. <laughs>
0: Fuck. Uh, like a
1: coincidental <laughs> penalty? It's a coincidental take, statistic? Take, <laughs> take, yeah, take the fucking money. Take the fucking money.
2: I, I think It's I, just, I, I, I think you it's, to pay you the money because you know what? You can't, nothing, nobody's guaranteed to ever win a cup. Just because you take 9000000 million doesn't mean you're going to fucking win a cup. Take the fucking money when you can. If they're going to pay you, take it. Uh, I, listen, I don't mind these players making the big money. If someone's going to pay it to them, they've worked their asses off to get themselves in that position to make as much as they can while they're st- while they're there. That's it. But I agree. It has nothing. But it, there is a little correlation to if a guy's making eleven and a half or twelve. There's only so much more. Only so much money that you can have for your fourth line. Which we have seen in the playoffs, the third and fourth line becomes so critical to the success. I mean, you see, you, you see, you see what these two teams that are now in the finals have done with their support system. So you, you have to have a third and fourth line. Edmonton didn't have a third and fourth line. How much does fucking Connor McDavid make? Okay, yeah. there's, some, there's, some, there's something to be said about the salary cap. Yes.
0: But- well listen, I mean, when you got guys like Patrick Maroon making a million bucks, right? It uh it goes a long way. Um when you have uh you know a player who else oh, we Steven, got what's here? Sam,
2: what's Sam, what's Sam making? Eight five?
0: Eight five.
2: Okay, that's that's a hometown discount. Hometowner he took, le- he took less to stay there to keep a good team.
0: That's right. When you got a 60 60, 60
2: goal scorer right there,
0: they brought in Nick Paul. Nick Paul's Mm -hmm. playing exceptionally well. When Brain Point went down with his injury, you had Nick Paul that went in. He's not a natural Mm -hmm. center, but he jumped in and now he's playing center on the third line. Yeah.
2: And what's Corey Perry making as an old guy?
0: Exactly. Ross Colton. These are all guys that are on their third and fourth lines and they're huge. When it comes to um, the depth of the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning,
2: Corey Perry went in the power Zach play. Ba- Zach Greenpoint. Bogosian, oh, I love him.
0: Like Zach I Bogosian mean, was not no, able was not able yeah. to play for the Buffalo Sabers because he wasn't good enough. But he's uh, somehow doing uh, some great things here in in in. Uh, in Tampa, he signed a hometown discount for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Um, I mean, when you have guys like that under contract, mm-hmm. you you talked about Corey Perry, you talked about uh, Patrick Maroon, you talk about you know uh, a, a a Nick Paul when you talk about a Ross Colton, when you talk about a uh, how
2: about a Hagel? how about a Kalorn who signed a hometown discount too. That guy was Mr. Playoff.
0: Yeah, yeah. That,
2: that guy's that guy in the playoffs has always been money, always yep. as all around yeah, so. player. And by the way, I, I think Steve Eiserman had a lot to do with that. I, I think people sat in front of Steve Eiserman and Steve Eiserman saying, "Hey, listen, do you guys want to win a cup, or do you guys want your money? You want you guys want to keep a good team together? You want to build a winning team, or do you want your money?"
0: Well, there was a point in time... Does that start with Stamkos with that deal? It has to. But hold on. The Sabres, the the Buffalo Sabres, when he became an unrestricted free agent, remember this, Petey? There was uh, talk that the Sabres had offered him uh, $11 million. That's because Tim Murray went around town at all hours of the day, morning, noon,
1: night, and like 3, 4 a.m., saying, I'm going to offer Stamkos 20% of the cap. I'm going to offer... I've already told his agent. When... When it was like middle of the year, but didn't Toronto do that too?
0: I think they, they wanted, wanted to. to. They were in there too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, and you you look at he he elected to take less money mm-hmm. to stay in Tampa Bay and give them an opportunity. How about Victor Hedman? Yeah. Victor yeah. Hedman right now should be making twelve million dollars. Yep. He's making seven point nine or seven point eight million dollars. I mean, yep. this is arguably the best defenseman in in the league since and Ray Bourque. Since yeah, I mean, he's he's the best two way defenseman that that that's playing in in the NHL, and he's he took a discount. You know, you have Steve Stamkos took a discount. There's there's a lot of guys that have come to Tampa Bay. Corey Perry, you know, Patrick Maroon, all these guys, they've all taken discounts to play yeah. for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's why they're back there for, what, the oh, uh, the third year? Third time.
2: Mm-hmm. That's 100%. And, I, again, it, it, it dates right back to Steve Eiserman, who built that culture. He built that culture. And, well, is and Nikita Canada, Kucherov and that,
1: taking a discount at
2: but, 9-5? But, but Breesbois has brought on some really good players. He's, he's kept that going, so good for him for doing that too. But um, is Kucherov, yeah, I, yeah, you can say Kucherov should be making ten five
1: right? Well, after sure. the year he signed, I think he signed, he had 128 points. I mean, he could have got like 11, maybe. 11 and a, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is a hometown discount. Well, that's, I don't know. That's
0: the whole point. He ended yeah. up in the 18-19 season. He ended up playing 82 games that year, had 41 goals and 128 points, and then signed that contract. He signed an extension because he was still on a contract making mm-hmm. four... Four, five, or four, six. If you remember that, and they extended him uh, at nine five. Here is the thing: he could have signed for twelve. He had a hundred and twenty-eight points that year, and he they extended him, but he took, as you would say, a hometown discount at nine and a half. Yep. Now, well, he's,
2: lot- have, now, now he's got two cups and going for a third.
0: Well, flip flip it, over it, to- yeah. Go ahead,
1: Jair. Sorry.
2: No, it's it's something to be said. It's it, the, the cap the cap era has created a, a system for for GMs to try to to try to convince their players to to be within the friendly cap, the friendly salary, so they can go out and get the total package, the total team package. Because we've seen what happened with Chicago, they won their cups. So what do they do? They pay their big players 10 and a half million Taves and Kane. And the next thing you know, right into the shit can. Because yep. they don't have third and fourth lines, they don't have a good, they don't have the goaltending, or the defense, especially. Why so, did
0: Why did the NHL owners, and for that matter, the small market teams, want a salary cap?
2: Why do they want one?
0: Yeah, why they want one? Back in the day, what was the reasoning to have a salary cap? You know, for obviously the owners, because but because for the better Toronto- still. For, for the then, small market teams.
2: Because then, well, the small market teams wanted a cap because they didn't want the Torontos, they didn't want the Chicagos, the New York they Rangers
0: the level playing to field. go
2: out. They didn't want to go out and have them, because they make billions of dollars, to spend $10 million on six, seven, eight guys and load their team. Like Like the the Rangers did, like
0: the, no, but the Rangers did it with, uh, that one year, you remember they had nine, I think they had a 90 million. This, this was back 15 years ago. It's like they had a $90 million million contract or uh, salary cap. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, you have, you have small market teams that want a salary cap because that is going to cap your big money teams. The mon- the teams that does, they have no care whatsoever about money because they make an ungodly amount of money. The Chicago's, the Boston's, Toronto's, the Toronto's, the Montreal's, all those teams make yeah. an extreme amount of money. And then the small market teams suffer because they just can't. They're trying to break even, let alone make money. Right. So the salary cap comes in and everything is on somewhat the same playing field, which is nice to see. It really is nice to see. It's nice to see that these big, big, huge markets are not going and just paying the best players. Don't
2: don't say that that to Bob Good. Don't say that to Bob Good now, 2004.
0: Yeah. But my, my thing now is this. So you have not even large market teams. The desired area is the desired place to play. Tampa Bay is a desired place to play for a number of reasons. Number one, it's the lifestyle. Okay, You don't have to wash your car. You don't have salt in your car. You have dust. Okay, you have a beautiful place to uh, live. You're outside all day long because it's a beautiful place. But also the taxes. Okay, the taxes you're you're making. A guy that's making a million dollars in Buffalo, it's very, very, very different than a guy that's making a million dollars in Florida. Okay, so you're making a lot more money because of the taxes. So now it's not about the cap situation. and the big market teams, it's now it's about destination. It's about, I can go to this, this place. I can go to this place and save a lot of money because of taxes, but also the living style is, is so much better. So now you have people that want to, that, that want to sign in places like Tampa Bay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because of the taxes and the lifestyle, people are taking less money to go there. So there, it's easier to build a winning team.
2: Yeah, so Joe Pavelski did in that in Dallas. Same thing.
0: Something has
1: to happen inside the CBA, where those high tax states like California, uh, New York, and then flip over in all of Canada, and you need to have some kind of a, a an internal tax in the cba that levels all of that off for the players so that it's the same for every player to go and play somewhere else now it's it's going to require a lot of work and calculations and and money being passed around but nashville has an advantage the floridas have an advantage all these teams they Vegas. have it is calgary,
0: calgary Vegas. has an advantage do they not Calgary's taxes are, are there's no provincial um, tax provincial right? tax. So right. They're, they're being taxed. Like you're playing in Nashville or Florida, you know, yeah, like, not right, JR. like t- yeah. take, take Nashville versus
1: New Jersey. Okay. You have a million dollar house in Nashville. And I know this because I, I, I know a guy I play with a guy that, that has a house in Nashville and he bought it for a million bucks. His taxes were like five grand a year. My condo in New Jersey that I bought was 400 grand. Okay. And the taxes there were seventeen thousand five hundred a year.
2: You know, you know what you, you know what um you know what um uh Kopitar pays in, in state taxes? He pays like a hundred and twenty five thousand a year. <laughs> Something ungodly like
0: that. Well listen, I was in San Jose property tax? Yeah. Or, really? Yeah, yeah. I in my house in San Jose, I lived in Las Gadas. Uh, I kind of had no business being there because it was the tech gazillionaires. But I was like, ah, shit! I'm only going to be here town. for a couple of years, and then I'm going to be one moving of the best out towns,
2: anyway. One of the best, But I was, in, uh, Jr. Did anyway. you go to my house there? I did. I did go to your house. I was there. You paying
0: fifty-five grand in taxes. Wow, <laughs> you had a you had an awesome house. The there. stupidest thing great. ever. But uh, you, know, you fucking deserve it. <laughs> it again it's where you so live I, was, I mean so
2: i was staying i was living in arizona i had a 20 acre farm with a 9500 square foot house with a 1800 square foot guest house i had a baseball i had a baseball field on my on my and and three golf holes on my property you know what i paid for you know what i paid for taxes a year property guess, taxes
1: let me guess let me guess Twelve thousand. Nope. Ten thousand. Nope. Eight thousand. Nope. Last five thousand. Seventy-five hundred. Yeah.
2: Bullshit. Yeah, Riv. Seventy-five hundred. Yep. Seventy-five yes. hundred was my that was my property tax on a on a on a property like that.
1: What do you think the Leafs are paying in Rosedale? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Crazy.
2: But you're right. It's a, and you're, what Riv is saying is exactly right. The the places to go now and especially if they're good teams like Tampa, they're going to have the fruits the fruits of free agency for many years to come. And number one, and no, another reason why is because their owner is fucking awesome. Their team treats everybody in that community and has put so much back into that community that they are a staple there. Those fans there are as supportive as anywhere in the National Hockey League.
0: JR, so, apparently the guys on Tampa, so what I was told from a uh, source, close source, that a lot of those guys live very close, so you know where you know where the rink is, okay, mm-hmm. and do you remember the great big huge hotel that was right on right down the street on the right corner under, under,
2: we, yeah the west end
0: okay yeah. now do you remember taking a left and going up over top of that bridge that little bridge yeah. on the other side yeah, of yeah. the street yeah. yeah so yeah. we used to eat, we used to go and eat at uh an Italian place just over the bridge, maybe like uh, half a mile down the road. But apparently, a lot of the guys live over that bridge in a community that's over on that really? other side, a couple miles down. Apparently, these guys drive their CDs to the rink. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they they drive their CDs up and they park them, and there's slots there, and then they just walk across to the the rink, and I'm like. I don't know that
1: I could get in that mental state of mind right now to think about what that would be like and how unhockey that is.
0: So you look at these guys, you know, you have a you have a kid or or a middle aged guy that's making, you know, two million dollars, which is which is an extreme amount of money. okay? and you can go and play in Tampa Bay and have be taxed 38 percent on your money. Or you can go to a place in, like, you know, your living expenses to play in for the Islanders. I heard oh. that place is absolutely off the chart expensive. Oh. You know, you if go play you're, for the if Rangers. You're, if,
2: you're making, if you're making two million dollars in New York, New York or California, okay, you're paying
0: fifty percent tax.
2: You're pay, well in California. You're paying thirteen point seven percent state tax. Then you're paying another 21 percent. 22% federal tax, then you're paying FICA, then you're paying the 20%, then you're paying the 20%, um, the 20%, um, escrow. Um, escrow. So you're, you're right there at 60, 65%, which is it's
0: what? like 700 grand that you're yeah. bringing in after 2 million.
2: Yeah. You're making nothing. You're making
0: nothing. I, it's well. Let's get some straight. People are gonna lose their shit saying uh, you're you're getting paid nothing, but you're getting paid yeah, but- seven hundred thousand dollars when when you you made a two million dollars salary. And Correct. I mean, you go and live in some of these these cities where you know you go to New York and you you try and find a place to rent if you want to be in New York like downtown. You're gonna be paying ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Easy easy who wins like I, or you I'll know give you, i'll give you a great i'll give you a great so i ended up selling my place to rob blake okay and when i when i was sitting with rob in the back in my backyard you know i was by the pool wow. when his him and his wife came over and he really didn't even want to go look at the place so he just allowed his wife to walk around with my wife and they just went and did their thing and and uh so rob and i were sitting in the backyard just kind of chilling and uh and and relaxing and stuff and just talking and i had asked him at the time because he he wanted to be in the area where i was and I had asked him, you know, so what how many how many places are you looking at? He said, Well, we've looked at a lot of places, but we've narrowed it down to to your place and another place. And I said, Okay. I said, So you're looking to buy the other place or rent it? He's like, We're looking to rent the other place, but looking to buy your place. And I said to him, how do the two? How do the two houses compare? Because our my house wasn't even on the market yet. I got traded, and then I, you know, I just uh, I knew Rob was coming because they he had signed with San Jose, and he said uh, your house is a little bit nicer than theirs, um, but they're very they're very comparable. And I said okay. I said uh, so what what is the rent for the place that you're you're looking at? And he said twenty two five a month. That's what you're dealing with in San Jose. That's That's what you're dealing with. Yeah. That's in 2008, 22, five a month. Sick. So you get to realize that, you know, you you come to Buffalo and I mean, the housing and and the real estate here is, is gotta be one of the best in, in the United States. You said you bought,
1: you said you bought practically, the same size house type of house for like a fraction of the price
0: what as in here
1: buffalo to san jose
0: yeah yeah absolutely you know i you know i came i came to buffalo and and uh you know i bought a beautiful place and i'm still living in it today um 15 years later but i mean it you know buffalo i mean i i had asked my real estate lady when i when i when, when I got traded here and um, I had asked, you know, I said, I need five bedrooms. I've got like a ton of kids and, and, you know, family coming down to visit. And I want to make sure that, you know, I'm people are comfortable. And, and I gave a price, I gave a kind of number um, to the real estate lady to say, this is kind of what I'm willing to kind of spend, you know, for a five bedroom place, you know, and she started laughing on the phone. I've never (laughs) met her before. (laughs) and i waited for her to stop and i just said excuse me i i I," and she's like there's not a house in buffalo that's worth what you just asked i said i I, i'm confused she's like you are going to get a beautiful home a beautiful beautiful home for six seven eight hundred thousand dollars you'll get a beautiful home five bedrooms four or five thousand square feet so it's just like I was like, holy jumping! This is this is like the greatest <laughs> Money thing. Money in, in
1: your pocket, man. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the
0: housing market and stuff like that, and that's it's why great. it's like, you know, we're what we're talking about is is just places to play and 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 so cost that's that, living. By
2: the way, by the way, that 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 blows my my townhouse away. My nineteen hundred square foot townhouse for over a million bucks. Pretty crazy.
1: That's crazy.
2: That's, that that's the difference. You know, yeah. I live, I live a quarter of a mile from the ocean. I live in one of the hottest, one of the, one of the hottest towns in all of California, not hot as in hot. I mean, popular. Preferred. Popular, popular preferred. So my, 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 my place, my place I'll be able to rent for twelve
1: thirteen thousand 13,000 a month, 1900 square feet. It's perfect. That's it's insane. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, this conversation, and you know, I wanted to let it go because it, it's so good to listen to. I love listening to you guys chat. But I, there was a question here. We were talking about Tampa Bay and hometown discounts and Stamkos and Kucherov and Hedman. Does that mean that Colorado is going to be expecting Nate McKinnon to do the same thing?
0: Well, I think is, is, is Nate is
2: Nate McKinnon in Colorado going to win the Stanley Cup? Are they going to beat Tampa? We just start the conversation now. Are they going to win? Because I was watching NHL Network and I saw Steve Conroy pick Tampa. I saw Ken Danico pick it, pick Tampa. Yeah, you know, I, I I only
1: pick the- Tampa because of goaltending, but I'm rooting for Colorado because I want to see change.
0: Well, let me let me ask you this: who who has the better goaltending in on the two teams?
2: Oh, not even, not even, not even. Not even a question, not even it's, a question it's, it's, you it's know, actually it's, the biggest it's actually the biggest, probably the biggest margin difference that we've seen in all the playoffs
0: yes, yes, okay, for the first time, right
2: yeah
0: yeah um Vasilevsky is clearly he's probably the one right now that you if if there was a vote out today, who's going to be the consmythe winner for the most valuable playoff person even, I think that close. Vasilevsky is going to be um. That's clearly true. the number one in the lead. So when you look at goaltending between the two teams that are just incredible two teams, Vasilevsky is overwhelming in in the in the um in the nets. So when you move forward, okay, extremely, extremely, extremely important is you have to be able to defend in the playoffs. It's not about scoring goals. It's about you need to defend. And when you look at both um units, on the back end, who has the upper hand? Like Kale. you have, you have Kale McCarr, who's arguably the best defenseman in the world right now. But who has the best defense? Okay. Core? This is,
2: it's, it's, a, it's, a, well, this is a, this is a good, a really good topic because this is how these two teams differentiate. And everybody, pretty much everybody, that I know of taking the avalanche. But if you watch the way that they have played, especially in the conference finals, the Colorado avalanche have a, have a bad habit sometimes of getting into these, these horse races and totally forgetting the, the dynamics and how to play a smart, simple, winnable defensive style game. Perfect example. They ended up winning that game in overtime with Lekkinen scoring that goal, but they had a they they let their guard down and let Edmonton score you know a couple goals because Rantanen comes into the blue line across the blue line with a one goal lead and instead of chipping it off the boards and going down into the corner and mucking it out with seven minutes left in the game. You try to make a move to the inside. You turn the puck over with Connor McDavid and Drysidle on the ice, and the next thing you know, it's in the back of your net. And it's tied up again. When the same situation with Andre Palat, okay, in a two-one game, is coming down with ten minutes left in the game. He's on a he's on a three-on-two. You know what he does? He chips it off the wall into the corner, and he goes in. They they have a, a second end zone shift that kills a total minute. And it's 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 decisions like that that why Tampa has won cups and it is their knowledge, it's their um their pedigree, it's the it's their veteran their veteranship that has learned how to win that Colorado doesn't have. So if Colorado does not pay attention to playing defense because they have shown when they want to lock it down, they can lock it down. Would they win four nothing uh, to to Edmonton when they decided that they wanted to shut McDavid down and dry settle down? They yep. shut him down. Yeah. They shut him down. But then they get then they let their heads go and they get loosey goosey, and the next thing you know, pucks in the back of the net because their goaltender's not very good. And they can't do that. They can't afford that style of play. So it's going to be really interesting to see whether Colorado can play the, the nuts down, nail down defensive style of game to stop Kucherov, Stamco's point. You know, that's, that's to me, is going to be the difference.
0: Yeah. I, I watched uh, something on Twitter the other day. Um, and it kind of alluded to, this is why Tampa Bay wins. And it was, uh, The last game, which, what what was the last game? Two to one? Two to one. Okay, so Tampa Bay, seven minutes, eight minutes left in the game. They went into this, like, they went into the trap almost, okay? You are going to have to beat all of us. We will not beat ourselves. And that's very important for, for hockey teams to understand that. It's not about what you get. It's about what you give at that point in the game. Right, So you're going to have to let and make the team that you're playing against that needs a goal, you're going to have to make them beat you and take chances. And I watched a clip. It was a couple minutes long of Tampa Bay and their defensemen, the two forwards that were above the defenseman, and then the middle guy who was basically forcing the defense with the puck and they were in always perfect position. They were picking off plays, and immediately once they got control of the puck, Tampa Bay dumped it back in, and they went back into their structure, okay? And they waited, and they picked off another puck. They skated, they put it back in again. And they did this. I watched this. It was an unbelievable clip about looking at why Tampa Bay is so dangerous. Not only can they score goals, not only do they have an incredible defense core, not only do they have the best goaltender in the world, their forwards, those skilled forwards, yep. the guys that we talk about, Sorellis, Sorellis,
1: the Sorellis, the Palots,
0: the Stamkos, the Corey Perry's, these guys are willing to do what it takes to win, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why Tampa Bay is is going to be a very difficult team, but. On the other hand, I think Colorado's like that too. I think Rantanen, Langdeskog, McKinnon on the forward line. I think those guys are are really dialed into. Obviously, they have pressure to score goals. They got to
2: they, they dial it in more, though, because they get they play loosey goosey, yeah, and and they take chances when the chances should not be taken. And that's the that's the inexperience, and they're going to have to realize that they're playing the most experienced team. In the National Hockey League, in the final, and if they don't, if they don't, if they play loosey goosey, they're gonna get they're gonna get beat. They are going to get beat because Vasilevsky, as of right now, is the best goaltender in the world and has the opportunity of going down as the best goaltender ever.
0: Who wins? That's that's saying something. That's That's, saying something. That's bold, right there. It is. But look at his stats. And I say Look. it's bold because, it, I mean, to be the greatest, you have to play a long time and play at an mm-hmm. extremely high level for, for a long time. A long time. Right? right? Patrick has, Waugh, has, you know, Marty Berger. Yep. Marty Berger yep. just didn't have eight good seasons. Marty Burdur had 18 good seasons. Yep. Right? One one Vesna's one Stanley Cups. So – you know, we might have guys. had
1: he might have only had one mediocre season, you know that? <laughs> like maybe.
2: The guy well, was, well, that's, but, a but if you the only difference is is Vasilevsky got in a little bit later than Patrick and 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 Marty, right? Because he was sitting behind Bishop, he was sitting behind all these players, especially, you know, when they lost to when they lost to Chicago in two thousand sixteen. You know, Vasilevsky was was sitting on the bench and I don't even know how old he was in two thousand sixteen. How old was Vasilevsky? In in the 2016 final, when he took over for Bishop?
1: Stand by. Uh, Let's see here. So, you said what year?
2: 2016, when they they were in the finals against Chicago.
0: 2016,
1: so many years ago, was that six years ago? So, he was 27
0: right now. He's going to be turning 28 in July 25th. So, okay, so he took over
2: the reins, he took over the reins at 21. Yeah. Okay,
0: when, so
2: Patrick Waugh came right in. Marty Brodor came right in. Those guys have been going at it. And, you know, Vasilevsky's won Vesna's. Vasilevsky's won Cups. Vasilevsky's won Conn Smythe. You know, I mean, if the, the one thing that he's got going for him is he doesn't have ties. You know how many ties Marty Brodor has? Like 130. Patrick Waugh, 118. You know what their record would be without ties? Nobody would ever catch them. I mean, it's it's hard to say yes, but when you look in the modern era, Vasilevsky has that ability maybe to go down as maybe not the best, but he's going to be top three.
1: Those crickets represented your one hour is up. You have to go golfing with John Chesterfield. Tell me. John your,
2: Chesterfield, here I come.
1: Tell me your pick. Who's winning the cup?
2: Um, I am going to go. I'm going to go with Colorado in six. I I just think, I I think their 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 firepower and their their overall team, not not including their goaltender, is is going to prevail.
0: Greg, I know that Braden Point, as of uh, yesterday, was doing line rushes. Um. And skating, he might not be ready for game one or even game two. But if the Tampa Bay Lightning can take one game in Colorado, take game three in Tampa Bay to go up two to one, I think Braden Point will be inserted into this lineup. And he will, I'm a, he I'm will put them with over you. the
2: edge. I'm going to disagree with you. Because if if you know braden point like we see braden point that guy is going to be in fucking game 1 there is no chance he misses fucking one minute of this final well listen i mean again.
0: this is this is not going to be a uh, 4-0 i think we can all agree on that this is going to be a battle this is going to be a battle tested uh series where you have we i can honestly say right now that the two best teams in the world right now might be playing each other in the Stanley cup finals yes. for the very first perfect, time in a very, a very, perfect, very long time. It's,
2: perfect for it's the, the perfect matchup. It's the perfect matchup.
0: You have, yeah. you have the, 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 th- they want a 3 Pete. They want it. They know they know the enjoyment the the euphoria that they get from winning that Stanley Cup and passing that around and enjoying the time with it okay they they know in Tampa Bay that this is their time and if they lose this opportunity in this last series then they might they might not be going back you know,
2: it's it makes up for last year's Stanley Cup because you can't tell me you can't tell me that the NBA – beat that NBC or or the National Hockey League loved that matchup of the Stanley Cup last year. Uh, they, they just they, they they're getting it in spades this year. So, nothing I'm against gonna Montreal, go- nothing against Montreal, but Montreal does nothing for ratings in the, in the states. Nothing. Yeah.
0: Here's the this, thing. I am going this to go way. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay cuz I'm going to go with the goaltending. I'm going to go with the defense. I'm going to go with you know, the, the four lines of, of, of output offensively and defensively, I'm going to go with the Stanley cup champions. Um, Cause it's a safe play. We get it. It's not a safe play. The safe play would be taking Colorado yeah, safe, avalanche. I think safe, okay? safe plays. You think avalanche. so with Vasilevsky, yeah. you got
1: and Kemper and Frank Cousy, uh, Frank yeah. You're telling me that, that alone is enough of a reason for Tampa. Tampa's gonna win on that alone, but I'm still taking Colorado.
0: Well, we don't understand in Colorado if we, we don't
2: even that know if you're Coddy's taking out Nazem
0: Kadri Yeah. We don't know if he's if, gonna play or not. If Nazem, he's got a busted hand. He just had surgery on it like three days ago. I don't care how no. how much of a warrior you are, you gonna put a cast on it. I know I I you know I busted my thumbs up, you know, a ton of times. But he had surgery on his thumb. He's not going to be gripping the stick the same. He's not going to be the same player. He is not healthy. He's going to try and play, but Nazem Kadri, healthy, I think, would be would be a major factor. But you could say that about Braden Point. Braden Point yeah, is one I'm of the sure. best players in the National Hockey League. I mean, all around. All these around. guys are these guys are complete monsters, yeah. and I have no idea who's going to win this series. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to win because I think that their defense core is going to put them, and and their goaltending is going to put them yeah. over the edge.
2: Hey, listen, it's it's so close that I I already know exactly what my bet is going to be. Game one, and I'm I'm laying big money on the under. Right under. now it's at six. I'm going under. It's the Stanley Cup. What vinyl. what is
0: the what is the over under right now? Right, six and a half. Right
2: now. Right now it's six and a half. I mean, I, I don't see it. I don't see it going over. I see the, these two teams are too savvy. This good goaltender, the goaltender on one side is going to be unbelievable. I think the other team is going to, is going to play fucking smart hockey. I, 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 don't, I don't see more than seven, seven goals going in this, this game.
0: I'll tell you this. What's going to win this series is one thing. And that's going to be specialty teams. Your yeah. power play and your penalty kill. Yeah. That is going I, I, to win this series because five on five play, these two teams are even. T- Colorado has not played a team this year that has the offensive power that Tampa Bay does. Okay. They also
2: have not played a team that could stop the neutral, the neutral ice as well as Tampa. That's because right. Because Colorado coming through the neutral ice is deadly. But but Tampa as bottles just clogs up that neutralized like nobody's business, you know. So yeah, you're right.
1: Well, you got two you Colorados in a Tampa. Be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Jr. I would probably go over, but that's just because the over has been it's been a champion for me. The over this year well, was the uh, Detroit Red Wings. I think I was sixty two sixty two wins not, this year not, with the over.
2: Not in the conference finals conference finals, pretty much every game, Tampa Rangers under the last, last two games, Colorado under I'm telling you, the closer you get to the Stanley cup, the more, the more, more savvy you get, the more defense you need. The you more you
0: pressure, have. the more pressure you have to make mm-hmm. the right play. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. Gentlemen, it's been cool. a pleasure.
2: Love until, you guys. What until next show. week. Love your show. Yeah, good stuff. Love you guys. Love you. Love
1: you. Love your show. You're the best, yeah, Don't man. be
0: afraid to uh, have a little uh, convo uh, with uh, Sharpie and uh, get hey, him on. Hey, John. The show. Hey, John.
2: I'm on my way.
0: Oh, shut up.
1: That's a wrap on another episode of After The Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After The Whistle, and at rave 52 at TheInstigator76.